안녕하세요. 반갑습니다. 저는 생... <웃음> 그만해요. <웃음> 시몬 베고입니다. 지금부터 더 잘하기 위해서 네, 제 모국어로 말씀드리겠습니다. 괜찮죠? 예. 중성. A few years ago, I met a young Korean job seeker who had lost all hope. That was in 2010, when I was chairman of the Canadian Chamber of Commerce in Korea. I was helping to organize an annual global career forum. Each year, we welcome about 700 job seekers who were looking for advice to develop their global career. At the end of the event, I immediately noticed a young man who was waiting in line to ask me some questions. In appearance, he looked like any other graduates looking for a job. But in his eyes, I saw something different. When his turn came, he introduced himself. His name was Songil. I remember him very well. Songil was a very tall young man. You know, I could easily imagine him in the subway like any other students running off to university. But from the moment we start talking, I could, I could feel that there was something troubling him. Right after graduation, Songil started looking for a job. And uh, he knew that finding a job would be difficult. So he, was, he decided he would apply at any job and would accept any job he could get. So, he told me that he applied to over 60 jobs over the past several months, but he was turned down each time. Each application was turned down. So he slowly fell into a cycle of hope and frustration from being you know, rejected by so many companies over and over again. He stopped seeing the point of looking for jobs and applying for jobs that he would truly love or that would fit his goal. Eventually, he stopped applying to any job because he was afraid of being rejected again. Songye looked really confused, and he also looked quite depressed. And that's when he asked me if I had any advice for him. Hearing his story was quite sad, but to me, his situation was not so dramatic. I thought that he, you know, his, um, he had taken a wrong job search strategy and probably given up too early. First, I told him that he should stop repeatedly applying at any job like this at random. I said, I'm pretty sure that most of the 60 jobs where you applied did not match your goals or fit your profile. You might be wasting your time by taking such a spray-and-pray approach to job application. Then I told him, all of these employers can probably find out that you applied there at random. Why would they even consider you if they're not convinced that you're really interested and passionate about working there? My advice was simple. Why don't you narrow down your application to, the, to where you really want to work and where your profile is a good fit? So, enough about Songil. What is your story? Has anybody here in the room 
experienced a similar situation as Songil? I guess so, right? Well, tonight, I would like to give you some practical tips to improve your job search and your job application. These are the same tips that I give in my regular seminars for young job seekers who want to work overseas. So here we go. Tip number one. Have a targeted job search strategy. Don't look for a job. Look for an industry or for companies and then try to find a way to get hired there. Even though your career goals might not be well-defined, try to narrow down your search to a few industries or a few companies. Ask yourself, which industry attracts me the most? You may be willing to take up any jobs, work anywhere, but if you think carefully, you might have a special passion. You might have a special passion for the fashion industry, for instance. Then ask yourself, what are the fashion brands which, really, uh, which I really admire or where I, really, I have a realistic chance of being hired, given my experience or my skills? Having a targeted job search strategy also means not wasting your time applying at jobs where your profile is not good or where you um, don't have any passion. That's because recruiters can't see if the job, uh, job opening doesn't fit your goals, your profile, or your passion. Otherwise, you'll be simply rejected. For example, if you don't know anything about haute couture, it's probably not realistic to apply for a job at Christian Dior, for example. Tip number two. Give potential employers what they need. Foreign companies usually hire employees for specific job position or departments. From their point of view, what counts the most is finding the candidate that best matches the, the position or the requirements of a particular job position. Therefore, foreign employers won't be convinced to hire you unless you show them in your resume, in your cover letters, or during the interview, that your skills meet their needs. Step number three. Learn how to sell yourself. What does that mean? What does that mean? It means selling your goals, your skills, your passion, and your desire to get a job each time that you are you know, sending out a resume or cover letters or an interview. Each time that you apply to a company, imagine as if you were talking to a new client which has the potential to hire you. This is exactly what good salespeople do when they want to win over a new client. Western job candidates are usually accustomed to sell themselves in the job market. That means that you too have to develop the ability to sell yourself because they are your competitors for the same jobs. Tip number four, be unique. Kulbi Dejimara. <laughs> Does this expression sound a little weird? Well, let me explain what it means. You know, when you go to the fish market, you see kulbi. They're all attached together. Well, 
Don't you think that they all look alike? They all look alike, right? Well, I believe that everyone should have a truly unique identity, a truly unique profile, personality, and skills. Here's an interesting fact to illustrate what, I mean, what it means in the job market. Do you know how many resumes does Google receive in one year from job applicants? Three million resumes in one year. That's 8,000 resumes every day. Now, with a number like that, what do you think is the best way to be hired at Google? Well, the best way is to have something truly unique to offer to them. You might have a unique skill or unique uh, hobby, but you may not think that it is related to the job. But to a company, it, it is unique and attractive. So be proud of your uniqueness. Your uniqueness makes you attractive to companies, whether it is Google or any other company. Tip number five, have a strong presence on social network, especially LinkedIn. Do you all want to have a job overseas, right? Well, that means that you'll be competing against foreigners, people from other countries for the jobs. Well, then you'd better have a good profile on LinkedIn because the majority of job applicants in other countries, they have a profile on LinkedIn. Does anyone here have a LinkedIn profile? Did you know that 95% of recruiters overseas rely on LinkedIn when they're looking for candidates? Then make yourself visible and searchable to overseas employees. Your LinkedIn profile is there to complete your standard resume. It is there to make you more personable, more friendly, but also it is there to grab the attention of foreign recruiters who would not know about you otherwise. Tip number six, adapt and be smart in job interviews. Job interviews at foreign companies are probably different from what you're accustomed to. Well, let me explain. If you want to do well in a job interview with a foreign company, first you have to do a lot of research about them. If you know well about them, you will, be, you will appear like a smart and very, very interested to work for that company. If you have a job interview at Nike Sportswear, for example, well, you better know everything about the marketing strategy, the management, and also you have to know in detail in which way Nike's Sportswear is different from other sportswear companies. That will make it easier to convince them that you're the right candidate for that job. But there's another lesser-known secret to do well in an interview with a foreign company. Always ask good questions at the end of your interview. If you don't ask questions, your foreign interviewer will wonder if you're truly interested in the job or not. But if you ask smart questions, you will show that you're a curious and confident person and you're passionate about working there. That will improve your chances of being hired. Now, that's something you're probably not accustomed to, right? 
Well, try it the next time. All right, so I've given you some tips. Now I'd like to emphasize on two points. The first one is about being proactive. Probably the most important attitude when you're doing a job search is to be proactive. Now, what does that mean for you, job seekers, to be proactive? Well, it means not waiting for jobs to come to you, but going after jobs first. It also means finding jobs which have not been advertised yet. Basically, it means knocking on the right door at the right time. Let me tell you another story. Two years ago, I met a third-year university student. She told me that her big dream was to work for an international NGO, but she didn't know how to reach that goal. So I recommended, maybe, that after graduation, she could work two or three years, a few years, in for a Korean NGO, where she could gain some valuable experience and then catch the attention of an international NGO in the future. I also asked her if she had ever considered doing an internship for a Korean NGO while she was a student, before graduation. Here's what I recommended to her. Why don't you make a list of the top five or top ten NGOs which you admire the most in Korea? You may admire the charity causes that they support, or you may value the way they operate. Then you must read every recent press articles about them because you need to know about their activities in detail. But most importantly, you should write down the names of all the key people working there. You know, like Isa Jang, Bonpu Jang, Tim Jang. That's not all. Next, you send them your resume and a cover letter to apply for a job as an intern, even if they have not. Announce any open job position. Now, your cover letter has to be extremely professional and very polite. Your cover letter should include also three elements. First, say that you admire the missions and their values. Second, tell them that you're eager to contribute to their effort by working there as an intern. And third, tell them that you're convinced. That you're the right candidate for that internship. When I finished talking to her, she looked at me with these big eyes. She said, "Well, you know, in Korea, it's rude to send such a letter." Here's what I told her next. Do you think that you're asking them for a big favor to be hired as an intern? Every NGO hires interns all the time. If they don't hire you, They're going to hire somebody else. Why can't it be you? What's the worst thing that can happen if you send such a letter like that? What's the worst thing? They're going to say no, thank you. Right? That's all. Finally, I said, if you simply wait for any jobs to come to you without being more proactive, you're going to be looking. You're going to be waiting for a long time. 군만 굳지 말고 영리하게 진행하라. The second point I'd like to emphasize is about being persistent. Being persistent as a job seeker is never giving up, even after the rejections. Do you remember the cartoon 개구리 왕눈이? 
Does that story remind you of the theme song, Il Kappan Namajodo? Ironara, right? Well, to me, that story, that message is what is important to you. I have one more suggestion to make. In fact, it's such a simple suggestion that it could be summarized in three letters L T C. Those letters stand for leave the country. If you have a chance to travel overseas or to work overseas, go. Don't hesitate. I did it when I was 24 years old to start my global career. Who knows where your global career will take you one day? You're young. The world belongs to you. Come on, y'all. Thank you.